0: Welcome to the Biopractica professional podcast series. Biopractica is an Australian-owned, practitioner-only brand focusing on nutritional and herbal products proven to play a role in preventative medicine. Biopractica is committed to supporting healthcare professionals in developing their knowledge and skills so they can confidently and effectively tackle the major health challenges facing their patients today. To support this commitment, the Learning Hub was established by Biopractica to offer practitioners a collection of educational resources so they can stay informed on the latest in health science research. In this episode, we're chatting with Danielle Elliott. Danielle is a naturopath, herbalist and nutritionist with a special interest in digestive complaints. She's been in clinical practice for 14 years and began specialising in gut health about eight years ago. Since then, Danielle has published a book entitled Gluten-Free and Happy, which educates people with celiac disease and non-celiac gluten sensitivity on how to optimize their digestive health and overall well-being. Danielle has a busy practice based here in Adelaide and works with patients with SIBO and functional digestive disorders. Somehow, though, she even finds time to run Tummy Rescue, an online community for patients with GI disease. Welcome, Danielle.
1: Hi Paul, thanks so much for having me today.
0: Well, thank you for joining us today. So today we're gonna be looking at why detoxification support is integral to gut healing. So maybe we should start by having you explain how exactly detoxification actually relates to gut health.
1: Yeah, so, it is, they really are linked together. And we know that these days we know, naturopaths have known for a very long time that gut health is really central to overall body health. And that, um, you know, it's gonna play an integral part in whatever our patients, you know, come through our doors with. Um, The gut is the gateway to the outside world. You know, it's the interface and that connection between us and what comes in through the gut um, and then the rest of our body so all our foods, liquids, um, supplements, you know, even if there are natural prescription medication and even chemicals in the environment will be processed by the gut Um, and you know the gut is really works really hard to process these chemicals um and also you know part of the gut is the all the accessory organs which includes the liver Um, and then when you look at you know a gut that's unhealthy and has dysbiosis increase in toxicity so not just toxicity coming from the environment but then toxicity coming from internal processes and then you look at leaky gut you know that just allows more toxins to enter the system that then eventually end up in the liver and, you know, force the liver to deal with more. So the gut and the liver really cannot be separated in any way, really. Um, And it's a vicious cycle that, you know, poor gut health will impact the liver and then the liver struggles. And then that makes it harder for us to have a healthy gut. So you have this kind of overburdened system um, that can lead to more reactivity in the gut, more sensitivity in the immune system. And, You know, you can't have gut health, I don't think, without good liver health and you can't have a healthy liver without a good healthy gut.
0: Absolutely. The two two really are so intimately linked. And and I guess Mm. uh, I I think for a long time uh, as medicines become more and more specialised, people have really sought to, you know, specialise in certain areas of the body. Uh, But, you know, the the gut, as I guess you're saying, you know, not, not only is it linked intimately to liver but to so much of, of the human body you know after all it's regarded as being the seat of inflammation in the body you know if you have gut inflammation yep. you're going to have inflammation elsewhere in the body and and vice versa look in cool. regards to detox detox is talked about a lot but when you use the term detoxification what do you mean
1: so yeah the de- detox is definitely you know a word that even like 10 years ago was used a lot in marketing um i used to work in pharmacy so you know We definitely had a lot of detox products out there um, and everyone was, it's a buzzword, I guess, you know, gut is a bit of a buzzword now too. So we really, when we talk about gut, we need to be specific. When we talk about detoxification, we need to be specific and, you know, detoxification is a natural process that the body uses and it involves many organs, not just the liver. Um, and many part like many chemical pathways to actually make it happen. it's something the body always does without us you know having to really think about it. Um, but I think the more toxic our world becomes, the less the body is able to like um, do this without any assistance or without us actually taking some really good steps to support detoxification. So when i talk to my patients about detoxification i often don't um, necessarily use the word detox but you know i just explain to them that normally like you know maybe in my grandparents era when there weren't so many toxins around you know it didn't need so much assistance um but now this kind of bin or some naturopaths use the analogy of a bucket it's just you know really overflowing So normally your body could cope with what was coming in, whether that's exogenous from the environment or endogenous, just the chemicals that we make to carry out the daily processes that our body does. Um, I think these days the body's really struggling to maintain or to be able to, to, to do that detoxification because It's kind of like we have a bin and, you know, just say you empty your bin every week for a household of four, imagine four more people coming into that household. So extra toxins, extra rubbish, and you don't change anything about what you do. You just keep emptying the bin once a week. It is gonna end up overflowing and spilling out and affecting, you know, the area that the bins in, it's going to look pretty gross. So, you know, that's what I think about the body. It starts overflowing into other tissues. Your body um, has a way of like processing these chemicals to get rid of them. But if it can't keep up with that, it's going to store them in the body to make them safe, because if it just lets them, you know, spill over anywhere and everywhere, you actually are going to get quite sick. So your body kind of hides it away into the extracellular matrix to make it safe for you. So overall, your body becomes more toxic. So we really need to support the organs that detoxify. So when we talk about detoxification, you know, we just are mainly talking about let's help the body do what it does naturally, but it's just overburdened with.
0: Right. All right. So what sort of specific conditions uh, might people be seeing where detox is you would say really important on a gut healing program you know uh, I don't know Crohn's disease or, or is there any sort of really high specific conditions where you go must do a detox first
1: yeah so I um, I probably don't uh, do a detox first but you know I guess that depends it depends on your clinic I think and it depends on what you see in clinic most of the time the people that come to me, do have celiac Crohn's. Um, they maybe have SIBO, maybe they don't know about it. a lot. I get a lot of patients these days though, that walk in with their test already completed and it's positive and that's why they've sought me out. So the patients I see um, are generally really quite, you know, unwell at the point that they see me. So, and they're very inflamed, very bloated, lots of abdominal pain. So I tend to do some gut healing first, And then, um, like, really reducing their symptoms because they're so symptomatic. They're not just the general person, oh, I'm a bit tired, you know, yeah, I've got a bit of reflux. They're really like, I've got reflux all day long. It's impacting my job. Um, I'm really fatigued. I've got a lot of abdominal pain. I've got bloating like I'm, you know, six to eight months pregnant. Um, So really we work on calming things down first and also healing up that leaky gut with other formulas um, prior to detox. And then when their body is one, they're feeling a bit better and able to take on a detoxification program two, their gut isn't so leaky and permeable. And I know that their body will be able to handle it. Then I'll use it. And I think, Whenever there's dysregulation um, of the gut or someone has had an inflamed gut, some people come into you as you would know as well, like 30 years of constipation and they've Mm -hmm. never thought they could, should or could Mm -hmm. get it better. You know, you just think about the toxic overload that comes from that. So I'd say any gut condition, I would say probably you do need to consider and chat to someone about supporting detoxification pathways. But definitely if they've got something like Crohn's or Celiac, that real inflammatory autoimmune, you know that their system, you know, either at diagnosis or after would have been overburdened. Um, So they will need that kind of, you know, support once their gut probably is uh, able to deal with it.
0: And and, and I think that's the really important point you're making there is that, you know, we, we... as time goes on, I think practitioners are starting to understand, sometimes the first thing to do is to decrease that inflammation, to decrease that leaky gut, because it's exactly like the point you're making before. You know, you have leaky gut, you're going to have liver stress. Uh, How do you detox if you've got a stressed liver? So, you know, if if we can reduce that inflammation, etc. first, that's actually going to help when we do look at doing, um, you know, detox as as such. Are, Are there any specific sort of patients you would say though that you might see where you go oh look okay detox must be part of their treatment plan and right. I, I will park it off to one side because we need to heal you yeah. know calm the gut first but mm. you know uh, i don't know tradies or or people who work in specific industries or, or, or anything like that is there a way that you sort of or clues that make you think right this person i'm yeah. gonna to have to put that in there for them
1: yeah um I generally um you know i've got a really kind of good gut program set out because that's what i see most of so i've got like all my treatment stages for that and to be honest um i actually call it a gut reboot for my patients but what i actually mean is detox so it is included in every single patients of course like when i was at college you know a long time ago uh I, you know, I I did learn, okay, these are the industries, you know, like possibly painters, metal workers, you know, uh, hairdressers, these are the kind of industries you want to consider that a detox is definitely essential. I feel these days, I feel like patients are getting sicker and sicker younger. Um, I see a lot of kids with just their gut is not great from sometimes from birth from the get-go and I just feel like our environment with the amount of toxins like I think there's 200,000 chemicals that are used in every single industry today that have maybe got approved not because they're safe but because something similar to them was approved as safe and so they just kind of get through so I think the environment our food industry you know the foods we're eating and just what we come into contact even with like technologies in the house, I think everyone's system is probably overburdened. Um, And, you know, your symptoms that you get will just depend on like, where is that weak link for you? Obviously the patients that walk in my door, it's mainly, you know, gut, gut symptoms, autoimmune connected to gut. For someone else, it might be, you know, their patients all have neurological diseases or headaches or, So I kind of just feel like in today's world we should all we should every patient kind of needs some whether you know you go full on with lots of herbs or use homotoxicology use some binders and some mineral support. Um, I think everyone needs it to be honest at some stage it may not be your first thing it may not even be a priority you know you might heal their gut calm symptoms down you might want to do some other work you might want to work on their hormones but then again detox is part of that um so yeah you want i probably do it at some stage with almost everyone
0: right okay look i I just want to go back to something you said just a few minutes ago and you're speaking about you know uh autoimmune complaints and Mm -hmm. i know a lot of practitioners see people with autoimmune complaints it really seems that autoimmune complaints are on the rise Mm -hmm. um just to use that as an example yeah where would you sort of think of introducing detox support if someone came, came to see you let's say they had been diagnosed with we'll say rheumatoid arthritis relatively yes. common sort of problem mm-hmm. um for that sort of patient where would you actually say where do i think i'm likely to put detox support so I, I assume you know like most practice you sort of make a plan you go okay i've met this person this 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 detox might fit in down here or detox will be yes. the first thing Where in, we'll say, rheumatoid or autoimmune does it fit for you?
1: Yeah, Yeah. so I guess somewhere in the middle probably. Um, I would still with rheumatoid, I'm looking at like part of autoimmunity we're always considering, as most people probably know, but like we're looking at leaky gut and, you know, gut immunity, like what's going on there, why is the person so inflamed? So I'd probably reduce inflammation, heal the gut up, and you know look at you know how 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 far does that get this person how much better are they and then you know i really talk strongly to them about sometimes detox will be more just okay what's coming in in their diet first and like are they eating tons of wheat and gluten and sugar those things that will cause a lot of inflammation so initially their detox might just be taking a step back from all those processed foods that are like overloading the system So I might start detox like that and then bring in, you know, supportive nutrients and herbs. So I probably go most cases somewhere in the middle Um, once I've healed the gut, reduced inflammation, because, you know, as you said before as well, you don't really want to put someone through a detox when, you know, their symptoms are through the roof. They've got inflammatory markers, you know, on bloods high or they just seem like they've got lots of inflammation because of their symptoms you're gonna make them sicker and they're probably gonna instead of loving you, they're gonna hate you.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Look, you did just mention then, you know, um nutrients, for example, you might use. Are there any specific herbs or nutrients that you you would usually put into a detox sort of protocol?
1: Yeah. So when we look at detox you know when i was at college i learned about phase one phase two and then after college i learned more about phase three so if we go a bit into you know what those phases are and what they need each phase needs something different so the first phase is really where you're making that fat soluble toxin able to be processed in phase two and conjugated so you're trying to make it water soluble um, so during phase two, sorry, during phase one, toxins actually can become more reactive and more volatile and more harmful to the body. So we want to use like, I generally think of that as like the antioxidant, anti-inflammatory phase. So you're really protecting all the all of that person's cells and body from those increased toxicity. So things like vitamin C, lipoic acid, rosemary is a great herb. Um that's really antioxidant and anti-inflammatory. So, you know, even for someone who has inflammation markers that are high, I love Rosemary for that. And also it's really supportive for gut health as well. So I'm always looking at those things that have volatile oils in phase two, you know, you're really making things, um, water soluble and conjugating those. So you want to use, and there's six different ways of conjugating toxins. So you want to support each of those. You don't really want one to get clogged up and, you know, the other not to function. So we're really looking at using some amino acids, glycine, glutamine, um, taurine, and even like binders like calcium deglucrate to just kind of help the gut take out toxins. And then in phase three, which is, you know, it hasn't been around as long as phase one and two or our knowledge about it. It's really where your the body is working out how to transport and eliminate um, toxins Packaging it up into like little parcels so it can be taken out generally, you know, through the gut. But we also, you know, know that detoxification occurs through other organs. So, to help support both all of like the gut, the kidney, the lymph, um, you know, one, making sure as well, a side note that, you know, no one's constipated when you're doing this because you're just, that's going to backfire as well. So, supporting all of those organs. You want to use things like cleavers. Globe artichoke is one of my favourite herbs. You want to use milk thistle. Everyone knows milk thistle is great for liver. Helps with detox, but also with liver regeneration. Um, Glutamine for the gut and chlorella and coriander and and those kind of green herbs for the kidneys as well.
0: Great. Um, Now, so how important for you is that patients sort of follow a clean diet as such during detox because Mm -hmm. i know i have patients all the time i say i think where you need to detox you and one of the first questions as you would know any too well and most of the listeners would know does that mean i don't drink alcohol does that mean i have to give up coffee um you know so so where are you at and how strict are you with having your patients follow a clean diet during the detox?
1: so I think I'm a fairly uh, fair practitioner and, you know, I'm not like I am definitely for sure want them to follow a cleaner diet, you know, than they probably are. A lot of my gut patients actually, by the time they come to me, they are following a fairly clean diet. But this is definitely something that I go through with people because, of course, people have, like you said, a preconceived idea about what detox diet is going to look like. So, um, you know, I definitely talk about the diet a lot, um, but I am really adaptable. So instead of being super rigid, strict and saying, you know what, if you don't want to give up alcohol and every single thing on this list for, you know, the space of four weeks or six weeks, then you can't do this. I think that is really a disservice to the patient and also to your clinic Um yeah. definitely have you know i i definitely explain as well why do i want you to give up alcohol gluten dairy sugar processed foods like don't just go oh yeah we're doing this to eat clean we're actually doing this so that when we're asking more of your gut we're asking more of your liver we're asking more of all you know your lymphatic and your kidneys we're actually asking them to take on some roles that have kind of been filed away for ages. We're asking them to dig up these toxins that have been stored. The reason we come off all those things is so that, because the liver usually has to process all those things. Mm -hmm. So we're kind of like giving it a break from those things that would be coming in and letting it deal with what's internal. So I think that's one point that helps patients to go, oh, okay, that's why. It's not just because you're being mean and taking away all the things I love. But i do so i go through why we're avoiding all those things that you know dairy can clog up your lymphatics we're asking your lymphatics to do that liver uh, sorry alcohol has to always be processed by the liver uses up lots of b vitamins that we actually want there to process those toxins that we're asking your body to do um but i will always say like sometimes i'll have patients wanting to do a detox in november so there's a lot of dinners and parties and you know christmas functions i'll say. If you go to something like that, I want you to eat before you go. So you're not tempted to eat the rubbish, you know, deep fried stuff. Mm-hmm. And if yep. you have a glass of sparkling or a glass of beer, you know, that doesn't undo all the good work you've been doing. If you have one, okay, you have one and tomorrow's a new day and you start again. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had like borderline, you know, I'd probably consider alcoholic, but let's just say borderline alcoholic patients and if i said to them they had to give all of it up straight away because they were drinking every night and what i consider excessive you know four to five a night if i said you can't do this detox unless you give up every single one one it actually could put their body into a lot of shock and two they wouldn't be able to do it but i've put them on the detox and explained the reasons why we want to cut back these stuff And I've had amazing patients that, you know, I'm like, oh gosh, they're only going to, I said, I want three nights at least completely free. Mm -hmm. On the nights you have it, you can have one to two, you know, they come back and she's like, oh, well, I've, I've just given it up. I haven't had it, you know, Mm -hmm. after one week, I just felt like I would be better without it. And, you know, they did that on their own and then she redoes her detox with me every six months from there. So how much would I and her missed out on, the benefits of that, if I'd said, oh, well, if you can't give it up completely, that's it. You're not, you're not, Mm -hmm. you can't do this. Um, so yeah, I think, yes, we want them to be as good as possible. And like, we don't want them to feel like if they slip up once they've failed and the detox is over and there's no benefit continuing. So just Mm -hmm. going into why you want them to be good on those foods. And just pretty much, I also say, this is like my no list, but really, what I want you to focus on is like what the yes is. I want you to right. say yes, to more fruits and vegetables, because that makes them mm-hmm. more positive. And if they mm-hmm. fill up on those things, they're less likely to have room for the cake that they're craving after <laughs> dinner. If I say, I want you to have yep. increased fruits and vegetables. Um, mm-hmm. So I kind of work it around that way.
0: Yeah, look, I think that's that's really important. I think uh, when we say to patients, no, when people see it as a negative, things have been taken away yeah. from me, um, yeah. then they are less compliant. And, and there's a whole heap of, I think, sometimes subconscious issues that go on for people. And if yeah. they think you're saying no to them and you're taking something away from them, there's this subconscious uh, behaviour which makes them yeah. crave it more.
1: Yeah, yep.
0: So um, any sort of last minute tips i mean given we're leading up to christmas so there will be some patients i won't even put on a detox uh you know in in december i'll tell them you know you can wait till january the 4th you can plan it you yeah. can get yourself ready for it any last minute tips though as to uh, any patients who do have uh resistance to detox any specific ones?
1: Yeah. so um i guess in a clinical setting like I've just actually stopped kind of using the word detox as such, like not using it too much. So I'll just talk about it as, you know, a reboot. That's my word. You know, I like to use that one. People might find a different word just to get that, as you said, sometimes that negative connotation out of people's minds Um, and just explain like, why are we doing this? What does it actually, what, what does it do? A lot of people don't even get what, doing like supporting detoxification why it is so important they just think oh detox diet you know and I think we need to get away from that That it's just all about you know deprivation and taking all the things you love away and really talk about as you said like focusing on the positive things and like making it a positive experience I'm like this is a period where you're gonna focus on you. Like you said, you're going to get ready. Like maybe I give people like tons of resources is really important. So like heaps of mm-hmm. recipes. So anything that, you know, as a naturopath nutritionist you're using at home and you know, you know, is healthy, just write it up, try to keep the recipes really simple. So like anyone who doesn't even love cooking can do them. Um yep. Keeping the recipes family friendly as well. And I just really talk about like this is something that's going to be great for you. You're looking after yourself. You're putting yourself first, not about the deprivation, but about the benefit. And, you know, this is a time to focus on your health. And, you know, maybe if they do want to a, like, a, you know, you could go and buy yourself a beautiful raw treat. Like it's about mm-hmm. actually being kind to yourself and treating yourself. You can go buy beautiful herbal teas, like go buy that, you know, more expensive, beautiful herbal tea because, you know, that's how you can be kind to yourself during this period and make it something kind of special in a way as well, like make it a special period instead of like, yeah, like you said, negative and that, you know, they want going to crave more like let them have tell them what nice things they can have, what special mm-hmm. treats they can have. Um, I think that makes it a bit more. I find my patients anyway, get excited by it. And then they're telling me, oh, I found this recipe and I found this amazing yeah. thing. Um, yeah, just get them excited about it, you know, make it a positive and a fun thing as well. Cause it really can be a fun experience for people. It doesn't have to be all, you know, headaches and, you know, cravings and nausea and, and like, maybe if they've never done it before, just start super slow. Like if there's a dosage for a supplement, I usually go, Hey, for the first three to five days, let's just go half and then increase it. And that usually I don't get any side effects with my patients. And because I've done the gut healing with, you know, gut healing formulas before.
0: Fantastic. Look, that's all we've got time for. Thank you so much, Danielle. And, and, you know, um, uh, this has been a great chat. We've talked about some of the sorts of things that we're gonna be looking at using and are important for practitioners to consider in detox. And really, you know, um, it's a great conversation to have, to hear what different practitioners such as yourself um, how they actually handle uh, detox and that possibly yeah. they're not even going to use that word that this is a detox. Instead, this is yeah. a reset. And, and yeah. I really like the way that you're actually rewarding those patients to do it and say, no, spend more money on on yeah. this this specific tea and, and things like that that people enjoy. And I think with mm. those sorts of strategies, I, I, I think um, you know everyone's patients or all practitioners' patients yeah. are likely to have uh, much better success. So thank you again. And I look forward to chatting again with you soon. See you later. Thanks so
1: much, Paul. Bye.
0: To continue the conversation or find out more about our products and educational resources, please head to biopractica.com.au. Biopractica, empowering healthcare professionals.